everyone welcome back to this episode of the home class movie chat i'm your host cat and, and paul we are a married couple who loves to talk about all things movies we do now this episode is very special and dear to our hearts because it is being done as a tribute to dame olivia newton john and as aussies we are devastated as is the whole world that Olivia passed. We are recording this on Sunday, the 14th of August, 2022, and she passed on Monday, the 8th. Yes, she did at age 73. Yes, it, of of the, her third round of breast cancer. Apparently it got into her bones and was rather painful. Yes, and she was born actually in Great Britain, mm -hmm. but she immigrated with her family when she was six years of age and became an Australian citizen shortly after that. So she's ours. She's ours, definitely. Yeah, just like I'm your, I'm yours now, too. Absolutely. You are an Australian citizen. So in honor of Olivia, we're actually going to do a two-parter. So this week and next week, uh, we're doing Grease today and Xanadu next week. We certainly are. Which are two of our favorite movies anyway, so we're delighted to talk about them anyway. But it's just a little extra special. And also on my um, podcast that I do, the Horror Crypt podcast, I did one, it's only about 10 minutes long. It's um, a little thing called Remembering Olivia. So if you actually listen to the Horror Crypt or want to go to the Horror Crypt podcast, I've got a little, um, little thing up there honoring uh, Olivia. Yep, absolutely. So let's jump to it. Grease is the word, is the word that you heard. It's got mm. groove, it's got meaning. Please stop me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> they no, don't want to hear me sing. I'm, they, I have nowhere near the voice love, that Olivia had. They love listening to you sing, but I'm going... <laughs> Somehow are, I highly doubt that. Well, you never know, but we are going to start off before we actually get into any further. We're going to get and uh, listen to the trailer of Grease. So here comes the Grease trailer. Attention, seniors. Well, here we are again. So this is Rondell. Hey, so uh, what'd you do all summer, Danny? Huh? What'd you do this summer, Sandy? Oh, I spent most of it at the beach. Oh, I just love the first day of school, don't you? Oh, come on. Oh, you don't want to hear all the horny details. Are you kidding me? Danny, are you? say this movie has some of the best music it has like the best soundtrack of all time and that trailer that trailer it not only gives you an overview of exactly what the movie is all about but it gives you a taste of just the music and from the beginning to end of this movie there is not one song that you'd sit there and go uh, mm. really tell it, me about it 
Stud. Stud. <laughs> Although the one thing that I did find interesting is that they re they tried to recapture lightning in the bottle with grease too, and it really fell flat on its face. The only person that came, or well, there are only three, three I should say, people that came back. Uh, no, hang on a minute. Let's go one more. Four people that came back. <laughs> four people that came back from the original was Frenchie. Uh -huh. the, Diddy, Diddy Kong, you also had the leader of the Scorpions, the opposing gang. Oh, okay. And you had Blanche and you had um the oh, principal. I love Blanche. Oh no, we're going back five people. You had the had the principal and then you had the 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 uh, the coach. Oh so okay. five people from the original came back. Oh, I didn't realize that uh, Sid Caesar came back too. Yeah, he did. Now, now but they really it was not the it was not the, the best thing. And really it basically is Greece, the original, just with a different cast, but it completely and reversed same, for to boy with a boy. Yeah, yeah. same storyline basically. Um I know I've seen it, but I honestly can't remember anything about it. It was just that good. Yeah, it's a very unmemorable movie. Now, that being said, we have our first piece of trivia. Yes, let's see our trivia. Dee Dee Khan, who played Frenchie and mm -hmm. is by, is still one of my favorite characters, yep. is the only performer in the, in the cast of the original Grease to appear in all three versions. Grease the original, Grease 2, and Grease Live. I've never seen Grease live, I but I've seen one it, and two. I, I've seen parts of it. I will have to see if we can find that and watch it. Because oh, it's okay. Kind of awesome. But yeah. So the movie opens up where we, we're in 1958 during a summer vacation. We are introduced to, the, to these two people, Denny Zuko, which is John Travolta, and Sandy Olsen, the wonderful Olivia Newton-John, and they meet at, meet at the beach. And basically during the, the this whole episode, we Montage. see this. We yeah montage. We see scenes from their holiday is shown, but then the summer ends. Okay, hold on. Before yes, you go on, um, so his blue windbreaker that he yep. wears at the beach was actually an intentional nod to uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, I I, I like that one. Yeah, I like that. That's one. actually a really nice, nice um little bit of a nod. So basically, um, Sandy and Denny are going to be saying their goodbyes, and Denny seems to not want to let Sandy go. Yeah. But Sandy's due and she's supposed to be returning back to Australia. And she was saying to Denny that you know, she's had the best summer of her life and now she has to go away. It's not fair. And then, of course, being upset, you know, Denny tries to comfort her um, and starts to kiss her very, not aggressively, but very passionately. Passionately. And she goes, Denny, don't spoil it. And he goes, I'm not, I'm not spoiling it, Sandy. Because you I'm could tell he was kind of trying to go there yeah. before they parted. And it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to spoil it i'm making it better and she like stops him and she goes danny is this the end and he goes of course not it's only the beginning and then we have the beautiful opening montage of music grease is the word and the big grease sign and we've got a little montage of all the characters that we're going to be seeing and a lot of these caricatures are terrible um, well some of them are actually pretty good you got john travolta's is pretty good john travolta's john, is okay john, john conway's Con is good uh, jeff conway jeff conway is, is good is okay but the rest of them not the rest so of them much. yeah Sa sandy's uh olivia and john's no terrible um, um jennings was pretty terrible no that was actually terrible as well um but so basically, we've just says, got this. Says the two people who can't draw caricatures of their life depended on it. I can draw a stick figure that looks very much like terrifying. Stick. A stick. <laughs> <laughs> so there, after the, mu the music goes, we transition to Rydell High School. Yes. Sandy Sandy's family has changed their plans of returning to Australia, but Danny is not aware of this. Sandy enrolls at Rydell High School as a foreign exchange student. Where Denny is a student. I have the feeling like her dad was in the military or something. I was thinking that myself. 
because that, and, there's and that, a change and that's of plans. why they were like maybe he was sent to school for the summer there and or well maybe like maybe the military base in australia sent him there as a an advisor or something and then yeah because that does happen really, i know yeah. i know a lot of people in the australian military that have done time in the u.s and either worked at bases over there or been visiting experts or, you know, just any variation of things because the American and Australian um, countries have very good relationships. So sometimes they do like exchanges with their military personnel and stuff. Yeah. Cause one of my friends from America, um, Scott, he was, uh, was an army ranger and then mm -hmm. a, a Navy SEAL. He actually did time over in Australia in Darwin as mm -hmm. an exchange program where he, yeah. he was actually working with the Australian military. And he had very fond memories of, of working in Australia under the with the with the military. So just because it's awesome in Australia. Yeah. So that sort of situation is where we're thinking that maybe uh, Sandy's dad decided, ah, oh, I think this is the opportunity that we need to be be here for a while, or maybe his yeah. base commander has said, listen, we want you to stay. So that's how quickly they could change. But of course, Denny's got no idea um, that she's actually there. And Sandy's new friend Frenchie, Diddy Con a member of the school's uh, click, the pink ladies actually helps her um, basically get assimilated to what's going to be happening on with the school. But of course we also see we're introduced to the other T-birds. We're introduced to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, thought we met, I thought we met the T-birds first. We do meet the t No, we see Frenchie first. Oh, and but, then, we, oh okay. but we do see the, the T-birds. Yeah. So we see John Travolta chatting up a couple of girls in the doorway. We also see um, Putsy. We see um, God, Sonny. And we see, oh my God, I always forget the other oh, one. Oh, crap. Duty. Duty. Thank you. So those are the three members of the T-Birds. And of course, um, Jeff Conaway is Kanicki. And Kanicki is the second in command yeah. to John Travolta because John Travolta is the leader of the, uh, the T-Birds. And then we also get to see the girls, the pink ladies. So we've got Rizzo, Marty, and Jan. And they're all... Can I give just a yeah. little bit of trivia while we're here? Go ahead. Okay, so there's a couple of fun little bits and pieces. Jeff Conaway is six foot one and a half. Yeah, okay. And he had to walk slightly stooped. So John Travolta, who's six two, he's a half an inch taller, <laughs> would appear taller than him. Oh my God, really? I know, right? You think to yourself, really? I mean, we uh, that that, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, um, the other thing that that I thought was really interesting is um i'll get to that one in a minute that jeff conaway was so infatuated with dame olivia newton john that he was tongue-tied whenever she was around that i can believe i can totally believe that but yeah. interestingly he later married olivia's sister rona newton john really yeah Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was really very ah, cool. Well, I guess maybe, you know, your infatuation, if you marry the second one, you might be able to still be close to the first one. So. Now, but also, did you know mm. that Dame Olivia Newton-John requested to have a screen test before she accepted the role of Sandy? The director agreed, and they shot the drive-in movie scene with Danny and Sandy as a trial. She was pleased with it and agreed to filming. Yeah, that one I did know, because when they were doing the interviews on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in front of um olivia's star when she passed away there was yeah. the actual producer or the director of greece and he actually did say she wasn't interested in doing it until she did the screen test so okay, that's well two other part two other yeah. bits for you here um first of all did you know that carrie fisher was considered for the role of sandy no i didn't know that one yeah so that was i'm not sure uh, i didn't know i don't didn't know if carrie fisher can sing but yeah. um when Dame Olivia Newton-John was cast as Sandy. Her character's background had to be changed. 
because mm, okay. of Olivia's background. In the original Broadway musical, because this this is a movie based on a Broadway show. Yeah. Sandy was an all-American girl, and her last name was Dombrowski. Okay. In the movie version, she became Sandy Olson from Australia. And uh, John Farrar, her frequent songwriter, wrote two new songs for this movie, including Hopelessly Devoted to You. Yeah. While other songs from the Broadway musical were dropped. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I think because, as you said, when, now what, what uh, register did you say that she was in? Um, Olivia is by far first soprano. Yeah. So yeah. the songs that she sings definitely is is complimenting her voice. Well, she she well as I as I said, listening to Hopelessly Devoted, the purest soprano. Yeah, she is such a pure soprano. Whereas Stalker Channing is obviously an alto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, we get to the next next part of the movie where we are sitting in the well outside cafeteria. And finding out what it was that Sandy did on the, well, actually, no, we go to originally, we're in the bleachers and there's the guys sitting around talking about what did Denny do on the summer. And basically, we also get the pink ladies and they're persuading Sandy to tell them what she did on in summer. And this summer. and this leads into the song. Summer. Yes. Summer. <laughs> Add me a blast. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm yes, I, I, I will cop it for me. I will cop to the fat boy. Okay. Um. We are okay. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, we are not professional singers. So if your stereo is starting to have issues, it's not the stereo. It's not the stereo, <laughs> and maybe just put your headphones on. <laughs> and 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 I I will confess. Yes. But much to Paul's great annoyance. I literally sang along with the movie. I tried to do it quietly to no, myself, but a I lot didn't of times it, it. But a lot of times it just it. You know, I mean, I'm so, I'm one of those people who I will break out into song randomly. And if there's and and I haven't seen this movie in probably twenty years. See, everyone, I put up with her singing. She puts up with me looking like Barney when we're doing the podcast because <laughs> I got my purple onesie on and my currently my dog Udi. So yes. I'm I'm rocking it today so but, but but i i can't help singing along with uh, the musical it, but what it astounds me though i haven't seen this movie in probably 15 20 years and i still know every lyric by heart look in all honesty and when half I, the and half the choreography look in all honesty when i'm in the car by myself working and i've got the the stereo on if this song if any song from greece comes on i end up by singing it and cranking it and cranking it yeah. so that's it's neither here nor there yeah um but of course when denny is describing their vacation it's made clear that denny is exaggerating and one of the exaggerations was when he said we made out under the dock and it's like no you didn't because sandy is not that kind we of girl it's like, well, I mean, we're, we're pretty big people. We stayed up until 1030 yeah, last well, night. Well, because what they're doing is they're going back and forth between the two as they're telling the story. So, so Sandy's the telling same, the truth. So they're at the same part of the story. And yeah. you can tell that he's exaggerating to look good to his guys. Yeah. He, he's trying to be the macho person. Because the guys he, are all like, they wanted to hear how this girl put out. Yeah. Because and... I love the fact when when you go, when the when it starts off with, you know, I want to hear what Denny did on uh, in during the summer and of course he goes oh you don't want to hear all the horny details and then they're like are you kidding me we want to hear that <laughs> but when you when you when they're singing it's like there's denny's truth and there's sandy's truth yeah. and sandy's is a lot more believable but the fact yeah. is that also rizzo said to um sandy you know you hold your cookies all the way down to the beach for some guy and she says well he was special and he and of course rizzo goes there's no such thing 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there are. There are really great guys out there. I can vouch for that. Oh, well, you know, your ex-husband doesn't count as me No, now. I can I can vouch <laughs> that there are special men. Thank you very much. Okay. He's laying on the floor in back of me. Oh, <laughs> smart ass. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, so, no, um, my, no, no, in all honesty, I have the world's best husband. So he of course, is amazing. As we're singing along as we get to the end of the, the song, however, neither is aware. Yes, Okay, you unfortunately cut out in the last part of your song. So you're probably fortunate that I did. That's fine. Um, so neither one of them are, are aware of the other's presence at the school. So they we now go to a pep rally. Now I asked No. Well, no, we don't. We do. Oh no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're we right. We are now right. going I'm to sorry. a pep rally, and I was trying to work out what the hell a pep rally is. Oh, a pep uh, well, they don't really do them so much anymore, but it's a gathering where you have like the school band or the pep band because some schools have pep bands that that play at all the sporting events as opposed to like the big huge marching band and they were talking about um, Rydell going up and, against the gladiators it's, it's for it's it's going to be for the first game of the year they're going up against the, the gladiators the gladiators and it's to basically build a lot of school excitement so that everybody will turn up to the the football game and cheer on the team. Yeah. And now Sandy joins the Rydell cheerleaders. Now, you said that... That never would have happened. Really? Or it would have been highly unlikely. Do you think, as I said to you, that maybe because she's exotic and she's from another country, that they might have let her in? Thank you for saying what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I didn't... You didn't... always do that. I was just ahead of um, myself. My brain but was no, ahead. because cheerleading in America is very much a popularity contest. Oh, okay. And if it, it and quite honestly, the squad would have been chosen before the end of the last year. So she couldn't just slide. So in. she couldn't just walk in and walk on. They would not have been having cheerleader tryouts the first week of school. That would have happened in the last month the previous year because they would have actually been getting together over the summer to practice. Oh, okay. And she's yeah. coming. So and she's, she's walking in and walking on the squad. That wouldn't happen. Oh, okay. Um, so while we I honestly don't see how that was relevant either. Well, that she was a cheerleader. Yeah. No, I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, no, actually, no. Patty Simcock was the one that she said you should come out for cheerleader but tryouts. I understand that. But as far as the Grease storyline goes. Yeah, it doesn't it's make it irrelevant. Any... Yeah. Yeah. Although, although actually, no, no, it actually is relevant because when you see Sandy sitting on the bench opposite the the football team, she, uh, the one of the the captain of the football team, starts to make a move on her. I understand so, that, but he still could have done that with her in the crowd because she's really pretty, and he would have uh, caught, she would have caught his eye. Maybe, maybe it not. Was, I don't it, know. Trust I, me, I, it's irrelevant. I think maybe the story was would have was moving on in such a way that actually, with him being there, making a move on Olivia. See, but see, but that... see, but that's the thing, though, is he would have he would have done it regardless if she was a cheerleader or not. Um, if she would have sat and watched football practice, you know, with a with a friend or something, he still would have gone over and talked to her. And okay, let's let's put it this way. We and I don't want to digress too far, but okay, let's put it this way. Like you you see the pink ladies; they're sitting uh, at their car. You know, um, they're all all together now because Sandy's new. She's now friends with Frenchie, mm -hmm. so the distance that they're sitting on their car is away from where the bonfire is. Yeah. So when you see the, the football team come in, if she was not part of the cheerleaders, she would have been sitting with Frenchie and with Rizzo and Marty and Jan, which means that he probably wouldn't have seen her through the where the fire was. 
I know it's very, very minuscule, but it's still, I it's still, it's, I and still I, and I, it's irrelevant. And I personally don't even think that she would actually really be interested in football, to be quite honest with you. She didn't seem that kind of girl. She's the it's, kind of girl that, yeah, as she said, we stayed it's, out till it's 10 o'clock. It's part of the school experience, therefore she would have been. Mm, okay. Um, so where we're sitting there. I went there, to the games when they made me and took a book. Ah, uh-huh. when they made you. Mm-hmm. Would you have gone there voluntarily? Never did. Right. So it, it, when they made you, you did. I went voluntarily to one football game my entire university ca- career. Right. But if you and were the same in memoriam to George, uh, George Parker. Okay. So do you think, do you think Sandy would have gone voluntarily? Or I think he... she would have just to hang out with friends because I don't think the pink ladies were her only friends. No, because Patty Simcock seems to have, seems to have trying to get her to be a friend with her as well. Cause she's yeah. very goody goody as well. Who, like Sandy who, is. Interestingly, the cat, according to Didi Khan, an interview with Didi Khan, um, that the cast really became like a family except for the one except for what's her name susan buckner which is patty simcox yeah patty simcox she was a bit awkward and a bit of an outcast and apparently everybody else made fun of her so they really tried to keep her on the out as basically really sad well yeah but i mean then again you know you've you've also got a lot of movies um that they try to keep like you know there there are certain parts i mean okay for instance blade runner just going back to that one just quickly, um, Roy Batty, who is the leader of the Nexus 6, on, well, you know, when Roger Howard was actually doing the, the whole thing, he would actually stay away from Harrison Ford okay, see, see, to make that, it more. But that's a choice on the actor's part. Yeah. This was the other actors being clicking and saying, you're not one of us. Yeah, that's, that's not very And nice. trust me, if you've ever been that kid on the outside, it's not pleasant. No, that sucks. No, trust I wouldn't want to do that. I no. know. So then we decide that the pink ladies decide they want to reunite Denny and Sandy. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Rizzo. Rizzo says, let's go and get her. And she says to to, um, to Frenchie, go and grab Sandy so we can actually. No, know. she just says, go and grab Sandy and come yeah. on. And then she says to her, uh, Sandy, we've got a surprise for you. And then they walk around to where the guys are standing. And then, and of course, Kaniki has just gone because he's been saving up all summer for a, a car that he wants to race at Thunder Road. And it's a piece of crap right well, now. We'll but get of course, to that in a minute. But, of course, you know, Denny's sitting there going, you know, if, if we really soup this car up, it could be it could a be major. Something. Yeah, and he goes, oh, the girls you know, the girls would be, have to put out before they get in. And, of course, we see the pink ladies walk around the corner. And, of course, this is when Rizzo says to Denny, hey, Zuko, I've got a surprise for you. And he goes, really? And, she, and he goes, yeah, and she goes, yeah, and swing. They shoved Dan- and stuff, Sandy. Shoved Sandy forward. And, of course, this is when Denny so goes, oh, Sandy. And yeah. they go all excited about the fact, oh, my God, I thought you were going back to Australia. And she goes, oh, we had to change the plans. This is when the, I don't want to say it, it's not crass, but this is where the dicks suddenly come out because Denny has he, to. Yeah, he suddenly realizes he his... has to be cool for the guys. Yeah. Like, hey, how's it going, baby? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, and basically, you know, you know, you know, you know how it is rocking and rolling and whatnot. And she goes, Danny. And he goes, yeah, that's my name. Don't wear it out. And she goes, well, what, what, who, where was the Danny that I met at the beach? And he goes, well, I do not know. Maybe there's two of us, you know, try the yellow pages. I don't know. And this is where she goes, you're a fake and a phony. And I never want to see you again. And it's almost like when she storms off and when the other girls storm off, Rizzo is standing there watching this whole thing. And the other guys are just laughing and having a great it's, time. It's but... like she was jealous of Sandy. Yeah. Getting Danny. But Denny looks over at Rizzo, and Rizzo's got that, uh-huh, he just, uh-huh. he just screwed up, buddy boy. And he's got that look on his face like, I just screwed up. 
I, and, well, no, I interpreted it as a, how could you do this to me? Really? Yeah. I thought it, but I, I no, it was very much a, you fucking bitch. Yeah. You did Sorry. this to me. To you know, you did that to me. That's not yeah. fair, but it was that, you know, yeah. Unfortunately, he does. Ha so his behavior to Sandy was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it was. So Frenchie attempts to cheer Sandy up by inviting her over to a sleep house, sleep over at her house. Oh, with Russia, the rest Russia, of the Russia. oh my God. <laughs> Jen is so funny. Jen, okay. Everyone that's seen this movie, you've got to admit, okay, Jen is not the most attractive girl, but I'm telling you, she would be the most fun. Oh, God, yeah. You know, you've got Marty, who is very much a, almost like a man trophy. Crazy. She'll be like a, a trophy wife, basically. Yeah. yeah. Rizzo is a sort of, give me a screwdriver and a hammer and I'll fix anything. Frenchie is like, okay, I just want to do makeup no, and hair. Well, Rizzo is very hard. She's a hard Rizzo's woman. Rizzo very hard. I think she, my guess is that she's actually been a really an abused person. Yeah. But I also think that because of that, she feels like the only way she can get any attention and affection is through sex. Yeah. Which but is Jan the worst thing is, I could do. So. Yeah. And Jan is so funny. Jan is hilarious. She is one. I'm, you know, you never think to yourself, who is your favorite character? Outside of Sandy, um, I would say Jan would be the most fun to hang out with. Because she like, doesn't take herself. She doesn't, <laughs> yeah, oh, Blanche. I love Blanche. <laughs> um, no, Blanche would drive me nuts because she's such an idiot. Yeah. But um, Jan, so doesn't, Jan doesn't take herself seriously. She just no. loves being herself, but it doesn't matter who, who she, how she looks. She's just happy being herself. Yeah. Now, um, what's interesting about Jan is they, excuse me, she dyed her hair black for the film. Yeah. Um, and they had to color in her roots every morning with a black crayon. Oh, really? Yeah. Grew, oh my God. She grew out yeah. that quickly. Yeah. Um, so Sandy goes along to the to the sleepover, but Rizzo soon gets fed up with Sandy's goody goody <laughs> behavior. Sandy chokes due to smoke from her cigarette, and she's never smoked before. They also said, uh, you know, they were passing around some wine, and they and because Rizzo goes, "Oh, Sandy didn't get any wine." She goes, "I oh, know it's okay. I've, you know, it's it's okay." And Rizzo's like, "I bet you haven't had a drink either." And she goes, "Oh, yes, I did. I had some champagne at my cousin's wedding once." And of course, Rizzo, Rizzo's like, "Oh, ring a ding ding." And and Jan's <laughs> like, "What? We don't have any cooties." I know, but she's like, you know, oh, wow, it's imported. And she's got, I've got Twinkies. And of course, Marty goes, oh, yeah, that's really classy, Jan. Twinkies like, well, this is wine. a dessert wine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is why Jan is so fun. Uh, it really is. Um, so she, so Sandy just can't, just doesn't like the taste of wine. And then basically Frenchie goes, would you like me to pierce your ears? This oh, please let me pierce your ears. And it's like, oh, okay. So Frenchie insists and takes her to the bathroom. To pierce her ears, but Sandy suddenly falls ill and vomits at the first sight of well, blood. Well, no, th but before no that's that, after the song. Because, oh, that's we, right. because no. while she's in the bathroom, you hear Rizzo starts up with, Look at me, me I'm, I'm Sandra D. Lousy with virginity. And on and on and on, which I won't subject you won't to. Won't go to bed till I'm legally wed. I, I can't. can't. I'm, I'm Sandra, Sandra D. D. Elvis, Elvis, uh, let uh, me be. Keep that pelvis far from me. <laughs> now, on that note, in the stage play, the song Look at Me, I'm Sandra D had a reference to Sal Minio, who was murdered in 1976. Oh. For the movie, the lyric was changed to reference Elvis Presley to keep that pelvis far from me. 
I like that. that ironically, iron. Now this is really creepy. Okay. Ironically, the slumber party scene in the movie and the song was filmed on August sixteenth, nineteen seventy-seven, the day that Presley <gasps> died. Oh my God, he did die. Oh, then. It, was, it was giving me chills. Oh, that is creepy. Isn't that weird? That it. How? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very creepy. Yep. So, of course, then the next scene, we see the T-Birds arrive outside of Frenchie's house. And, of course, this is when um, the guys have decided to take Denny over to the house. And I, I don't, maybe to make up with Sandy. or And, of course, Denny's like, look, don't worry about it. Just let's get out of here. And this is when one of the guys says, you know, why don't you call to Sandy? And I think it's Putsy says uh, to you know call out to Sandy. Um, Rizzo leaves the sleepover and she and Kaniki flirt then Kaniki invites her into the car and dumps the other the t-birds mm -hmm. then he leaves on his own accord while Rizzo and Kaniki drive off together and the other t-birds go for pizza yep. Marty the flirtatious member of the pink ladies decides to write one of her numerous pen pals while Sandy goes outside and decides that in spite of everything she still loves Denny singing her hopelessly devoted to you a very poignant love song that was added for the movie and was a big hit as a single. Didn't yes, know that one either. Uh, yeah, I've got actually, hang on, I'm trying to find it. Oh, there it is. I put it in the wrong place. Um, Hopelessly Devoted to You was written and recorded after the movie wrapped. Oh, okay. Olivia's contract for Greece stipulated that she should have a solo song. However, nobody had any ideas for a song that her character, for her character Sandy, until Olivia's producer, John Farrar, Mm -hmm. came up with Hopelessly Devoted to You halfway through the shoot. Uh, the director wasn't wholly convinced by the song at first and had to come up with an entirely new scene to fit it in. <laughs> Get this. It was eventually filmed and recorded after the movie wrapped and it earned the film's only Oscar nomination. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah. That's the power of it, that song. Yeah. That's and the power really, of her voice. Uh, her voice is amazing. And as yeah. you said, you know, it's, it's such a well thought of song for a person that can sing that high with that sort of registry. And it's just, yeah, yeah it's she an just, amazing she song. She just had the most pure voice. She does. So the scene shifts to Rizzo and Kaniki making out passionately in the backseat of his new car. It's not a new car. It's a very dilapidated old car yeah. that he wants to, wants to fix up. They plan to take things a step further mm -hmm. <laughs> with uh, Kaniki's 25 cent insurance policy. And of course, which and, broke, which breaks. How and can it go, break? I bought it in the seventh grade. <laughs> and, and of course, this is when Rizzo goes, oh. Uh, all right, Rizzo, however, is unable to resist Kaniki and they decide to have sex anyway. Mm -hmm. They are soon interrupted by Leo, the leader of the rival gang, the Scorpions, who damages Kaniki's car. And I love it how the fact that he he reverses and he hits you know uh, Kaniki's car. And, he and goes, it was an accident the first yeah. time. And it's like, you're parked in a no parking zone. He goes, the whole place is a no parking zone, greater face. And he goes, yeah. And he reverses, he drives forward and then reverses out again. And he hits and, and hits one of his bumper, the bumper bar off. And he goes, and Kaniki goes, you're going to pay for that. And he goes, okay, well, I'll give you 75 cents for the entire car, including mm. your chick. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the guy's car, um, Leo's car at the Scorpions, that is a beautiful car. As he goes, as he drives off, he activates the flames out the back of the car. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. I yep. love that. But now we transition over to um, shop, which is now I never realized what the shop was, but shop is where you learn motor mechanics. Yeah, it's auto shop. Yeah, but yeah. we don't have that in Australia. I have so some I cool trivia on this yeah. scene. So let's go ahead and talk about the scene and then I'm um, going to do some trivia. Oh, uh, this one? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so the T-Birds fantasize about what it will look like go when they... Go, Grease Lightning, go, Grease Lightning, go, Grease Lightning, Grease Lightning, go, Grease Lightning. Sorry. Uh, so you, this, this... Actually, I'll, okay, actually, I do have okay. to do one. Grease Lightning was supposed to be sung by Jeff Conaway's character, Kanicki, as it is in the stage version, because it's his car, so it makes sense. Yep. But John Travolta used his clout as a star to have his character, because he, he, he came right into, actually, that's going to be, let me do one other piece of trivia first. Um, John Travolta started rehearsals just four days after completing filming for Saturday Night Fever. Having two mega hit movies in a row made it difficult for him to return to to welcome back Cotter, but he fulfilled his contract there, albeit at a reduced presence, and eventually left the show to pursue pursue movies full time. But he was enough of a, a gracious person to say, "I'm not. I I've made this contract. I'm going to honor it. Yeah, and go." So. Coming right in, right off of Saturday Night Fever, he was he was starting to achieve megastar status, and so he used that clout so that he could sing it. And the director felt it was only right to ask a Jeff Conaway if that was okay. And at first, he refused, but he did eventually, obviously, give in. I think that John Travolta singing "Go Grease," uh, singing "Grease Lightning," I think would was the the correct choice. Yeah, I don't think that um, Jeff Conway would have been able to pull it off the same way because you said to me, and it is true, that in the scene where you've got Putsy and Duty singing, uh, sitting next to, standing on either side of John Travolta, yeah, you can't, you don't look at them, you don't see them, you just see him. Yeah, John Travolta to this day still has that, but especially when he was, you know, back in his twenties and it was just such a gorgeous young man. Mm. Um, I mean, he's still a very handsome man, but when he was, when he was Danny Zuko, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people say um, when he was um, uh, in Welcome Back Cotter, he was actually hotter than. Yeah, he really was. Um, but he has this phenomenal, as they say, je ne sais quoi. Mm. where you just cannot take your eyes off of him no matter what else is going on around him you'll try because i actually had to force myself to try and watch the backup dancers yeah because they they just fade into because the, into they the just background. fade into the background whenever he's on camera yeah. i mean even olivia newton john you had a tendency in you're the one that i want to watch him rather than her yeah even though they're both dressed the same yeah. way yeah. in the same color, so I mean, basically... and she she's a power unto herself, but she oh, doesn't. Yeah. But she just doesn't quite have that something that he does. Yeah, and that's why I think Grease Lightning was definitely um, the right choice for John Travolta to sing. Yeah. Um, so they basically do fantasize about what the car's going to look like. Singing Grease Lightning, soon Danny gets the other T-Birds convinced that the rickety old car, they could actually be a major piece of machinery and race it at Thunder Road because this is Kanicki's idea. He yeah. wants to soup it up to race it at Thunder Road. Yeah, and they're he like, wants Thunder be- Road? It's like I remember Putsy going, Thunder Road? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like th- this They don't thing- mess around out there. Yeah. But I love it when the, when the car first arrives, you know, and, you know, John Travolta's character, Denny was like, walks over and the other guys are not going to say anything because because Denny is the leader. And of course, this is when Kaniki goes, what do you think? And of course, the other guys are standing there watching Denny's res- you know, response. And his response is, what a hunk of junk. And then they start laughing. So it's like they need permission for him you know, to, to say something negative so they can actually just join in. Yeah. But, you know, with the fact that, you know, John Travolta says to, the, you know, the, the other guys, you know, what do you drive? Oh, I drive. Or what do you drive? Oh, well, I don't know. What does he drive? So basically he's like, you guys can sit there and say all everything you want but about this car. But at least he car, has a car to But work he has on. a car. 
He's yeah. worked his ass off lugging boxes at Bargain City over yeah. the summer to afford a car. So yeah. he's got one. Now we're going to soup it up in shop. So we're going to do this as a project car. So he yeah, basically and, does and say, the vision is gorgeous. During oh, the my song. God. Oh. The vision of the of the car when he slides out from underneath the car. Yeah. And it's red with the silver flames on the on yeah. the side and the engine and the, the, the scoop on the front that's the see-through. Yeah. It is absolutely gorgeous. I yeah. would drive that car in a heartbeat. I mean, even the car... Even when they actually do finally complete the car and it's white with the silver, uh, you know, uh, yeah. lightning bolts along the side, absolutely beautiful. But the red one, oh my god! Oh, I know. Every and I'm not a car person. I'm not a car person by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I could be a car person with the, that red car when they when you first see it. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! Yes, thank you very much. Now, while shooting Greased Lightning, the yeah. musical number, Jeff Conaway was accidentally dropped and hurt his back. Really. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, okay. Conaway started taking painkillers and eventually became addicted to abusing prescription uh, drugs, spiraling into drug addiction until he died in 2011 at the age of 60. Yeah, here we go. That's devastating. Yeah, you hear that so many times that that not only not only actors but regular people too, um, you know, have an accident where they actually have to be medicated and have to take medication. Yeah, and I mean, look at Heath Ledger, same sort of situation. Addicted to pres- prescription drugs and died of an overdose. Yeah. Look at Chris Farley. Look, at, there's, there's so many people down the line um, that have been with prescription drugs, and they yeah. are the worst things. Dana you know, Plato. Dana Plato. Yeah, exactly. Dana Plato. That was yeah. one that nobody saw coming. Yeah. You know, even to the lesser extent, Corey Haim. Yeah. Same situation. Yep. Prescription drugs. His his movie career went, you know, in the toilet. south and in the toilet. Yeah. But prescription drugs took him down. So it's like it's now, not hard to see that. Now, do you remember when I said to you, I don't get the thing with the cling wrap? Yes, because I've never understood would it you either. Like to, would you like I to understand I would love that? to know what the hell that is about. The cling wrap that Danny waves around and throws around the car in the number is a symbol for the prophylactics that men used in the 1950s. They would wrap themselves in saran wrap or cellophane before sex, thinking it was an effective prophylactic, which it obviously wasn't, which is why we have the baby boom. John Travolta was told not to do anything sexual with the cellophane in the number by the director and producers, and they wanted the symbolism to be subtle to avoid an R rating. (laughs) (laughs) We know what he did. I know what he did. What did he do? He rubbed the saran wrap on his penis. Travolta disobeyed this and rubbed the crotch with the saran wrap anyway, and this made it into the final cut of the movie. Yeah, it's very, very quick. Yeah, I and probably it, missed it. I it's totally not subtle. See that. I, I can't believe you didn't see it. It's not no. subtle. I've always seen it, but I never understood what the hell that was about. Yeah, that's what it was Thank about. Thank you is, is, so yeah. much. <laughs> God, I've only seen this movie hundreds of times since I was like in my teens. I'm 50 yeah. now, and I can now understand what the hell that is about. And yeah. seriously... You people wrapping your wee wees in saran wrap? Are you idiots? Now, do you want do you want to find do you want to hear an amusing one? I'd love to hear an amusing one. Henry Winkler, as we know, is a oh the Fonzie. Vons. Yep. On Happy Days, was considered for the role of Danny Zuko. No way. Yeah. He turned down the role for fear of being typecast, of all things, which is um, ironic. That's ridiculous because whenever you He's see Henry Winkler, you see the Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> and. Additionally, Henry Winkler has readily confessed to being unable to sing something that would have been essential for playing Danny. Ah, well, there we go. Uh, or they could have done a um, uh, Natalie Wood West Side Story and dubbed in another singer. 
Yeah, but I I like the I like the fact with like Henry Winkler because I saw the movie Night Shift and I've got that one it was one of my favorite comedies. Mm. Um, but I when I first Isn't saw that the, the one with Michael Keaton, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and Shelley Long. Nung. Yeah, um, but when I first saw that movie, I remember when Mum and Dad bought it home to watch, and I sat down with them to watch it, and as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's the Vons. So typecast as as, as Denny yeah. Zuko wouldn't have been possible. The, yeah, that that's the irony of that even one. now you can look at photographs yeah. of Henry Winkler and go the Fonz is getting old. Yeah. So basically now we have, have transitioned to Denny meets Sandy at the Frosty Palace. Now she he doesn't meet her. He's actually he actually arrives there and she's already there with a date. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. football player. Tom, uh, what was Lorenzo, uh, Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas, who was like 19. Yeah, very oh first. Oh my God, he was so cute. Very back first in the day. movie that he's ever done, Lorenzo he Lamas. Was, he was adorable. Um, but, and, but, he... and I just have to say, on that same token, um, Jeff Conaway's Kanicki has one of the most beautiful smiles on the planet. I yeah, he, love yeah. his smile. So he so he sees that Sandy is sharing a soda with Tom, and he basically tries to apologize for his actions. Well, and she t- she got a quarter from um from Tom Tom so to go to the jukebox. So Danny then comes over to her at the jukebox yeah. and tries to talk to her. And he and goes, she's you know, not having any of it. Yeah, because he's like, you know, I've got this image, and she goes, well, that's why I love I like what I like about Tom. He's just such a simple person. And he goes, yeah, simple's right. Too bad his brains are in his biceps. <laughs> and then she, then she goes, jealous are you? And he goes, oh come on, Sandy, I could run rings around those guys oh i'd like to see that i'll see that when i when i see it i'll believe it when i see it when i see it and and he's like oh 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 oh, you know don't make me laugh (laughs) sort of situation but he but uh, tom's a jock and decides that if that's the sort of man that she likes he's going to join there this is okay so this is the transition that we find interesting now this is what i said to you at the end of the movie when we watched it last night sandy is sandy denny is denny yeah Denny decides that okay, you like a jock. Okay, well that's what I'm going to be to become to be because to what you, you back, like. Because this is back. I'm going to win you back, so I'm going to drop what I'm doing, as in the persona that I've got, and become a jock. So basically, Denny goes and the performances that he does, the, the sports that he does is disastrous. Oh, it's he, hilarious. He tries b- b- basketball wrestling and baseball and he keeps losing his temper on all of them and i'm still convinced that they added padding in the basketball shorts i think so well that's what you said well because his 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 crutch was very let's just say his package was a lot bigger than everybody else's and it didn't look natural okay well yeah i didn't i, I not i my eyes are not falling down to his package until not, not said... that i not that i necessarily go there but when you but sat it there was kind of you... hard to miss because when you sat there and you said to me is that padding there? I had to look down to see it. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, so the coach finally decides that his ideal sport that Denny should try is running, as in long distance running, yeah. cross country running. No contact. No, no contact <laughs> at all. Basically, it's and endurance. And he's like, yeah, that it's, sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's endurance. You need endurance and stamina. And of course, and Denny goes, oh, that could be cool. <laughs> So I was like, okay, so now we've found something for Denny to do because Denny wants to try and win Sandy back. (laughs) It doesn't work. He finally finds his ideal sport, and until the sight of of Sandy, now as as he's doing his long-distance running, he's running around the track, he sees that Sandy and Tom are in the stands just basically flirting with each other, and Denny decides that, oh, there's some um, hurdles. I'm going to jump over the hurdles. He completes the first one, second one, third one, 
gets the fourth one and trips himself over. That's and because he was looking back at Sandy at and Sandy. wasn't watching what he was doing. And face plants it into the ground. Now, I've done that. It hurts. I have not done that. I, I must admit, when I used to do hurdling, I never did that. But I tell you what, I wouldn't want to do it because it yeah. looked painful when you it, fell over. Well, especially because it's like a cinder cinder track. It's like ground up cinder blocks. Yeah. And it rips the heck out of your hands and knees. So Sandy, Sandy comes over to Denny and goes, you okay? And he doesn't answer her. And she says, you know, you at least talk to me the way you, you treated me. And he goes, oh, come on, Sandy, I didn't. And she goes, ah, got you talking. <laughs> and we know that there is a, um, a, a national bandstand that's coming to the high school to showcase Rydell High. So he basically says to, to Sandy, you know, do you have a date? No, he says, are you going to the are dance Are you going to the dance with Tom? And she goes, well, that, de that depends. And he goes, on what? And she goes, on you. On you. And he goes, oh, and then he looks over at Tom and he goes, oh, Tom can stag it. And basically yeah. waves at, 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 at uh, Tom very stupidly. Like, like nah, 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 I got nah, her, nah. you didn't. Yeah. And of course, then we see that. Or, or, or the official 1950s term, neener, neener. Neener, neener. And takes Sandy away. So now we understand that Denny and Sandy are, are now together. starting are back together. Well, for the time being. Yeah. So, so they the next scene we see is Denny and Sandy attempting to go to the Frosty Palace, where Sandy and Denny can be alone. No, well, okay, they're, they're not going to go there. She wants to go there. He's like, let's go someplace else where it's a little quieter. We can mm -hmm. talk. And she's like, no, 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 let's go in. So then he goes, tries to go through without anybody noticing them, sits at Which the farthest table he do. can find, and puts <laughs> up the menus for them to try and hide behind. And then you see suddenly Kaniki comes over and belches and goes, "Hey, Zuko!" Yeah. Like, oh, and everybody, God. everybody comes. Everybody over. comes in. And so I was like, oh, "This is not." Yeah, they they end up being being discovered by the T birds, the pink ladies. Um, and Danny finds it hard to charm Sandy without looking weak in front of his friends because yeah. at one stage, um, Sandy goes, "I'd like you know, my parents want you to come over for tea." I and don't he drink goes, tea. I don't drink drink tea. And she goes, "You, you don't, don't have, have to, drink to tea. actually drink tea. Is to meet my parents." Well, I don't like parents. Yeah. So it's like, come on. And of course, then he, you, you have that, that feeling that Denny keeps going, oh, stop it. Come on. Stop being a dick. You know, just be. Yeah, he wants to be he wants the to be way nice. he was with her at the, in the summer. Yeah. But he can't find a way to do it without looking like a wuss in front of his friends. Yeah. So he's trying to balance that, that at the moment. Yeah. And she is... doesn't quite get it. Yeah. And he, and, but, you know, the other guys around, the other guys and girls around him, you know, is like, it's just not working. Yeah. So we also find it interesting that there's an argument that's going on between uh, Rizzo and and uh, Kaniki because we understand that there might have been something that's actually happened between those two, and Rizzo is very very stressed out at the moment. And at one stage, you know, everyone's starting to to, to depart, and Denny and Sandy are gone. So now we've just got Rizzo, Kaniki, and Frenchie. Just sitting there. And of course, this is when, um, you know, Kaniki goes, oh, great. Everyone's le left me with a bill. Give me money. And yeah, she goes. She, oh, yeah, because she had said to him, I'm not going to keep paying for everything earlier. Yeah. And of course, this is when. You know, my, sorry, my Dutch treat days are over. Are over. She said, yeah. And and he goes, you, you're tending, you're going to be uh, staying home a lot then, basically. And uh, she he goes, okay, what is it with you uh, tonight? And she goes, don't start with me. And he goes, okay, well, I'll, how about I finish with you? This is, you know, connected yeah. to Rizzo. And she goes, finish this and, and throws, throws milkshake, milkshake into his face and basically just walks off. This and is when. Gets it all over, and, and it got it all over Frenchie. And she's like, sorry, Frenchie. And then yeah. left. And then, of course, Kaniki gets up and runs out. So nobody paid for the bill. 
They've left yeah. all this food, the drinks are everywhere, and of course now Frenchie's just sitting there, and Vi, who is the older waitress, waitress comes over and goes, don't cry over spilt milkshake. And she's I like, do. oh, I love that line. Frenchie goes, oh, that's okay, and takes her scarf off of her hair, and we find that pink, uh, bright pink hair. hair is bright pink. Now, you said to me nowadays. Well, it's, it's trendy now. It's I a mean, trendy that, thing yeah. now. And yeah, was, she was she was just you know three thirty years ahead of her time. Yeah, and Vice says, no, oh. no, actually fifty. She would have been 60, 70 years ahead of her time. Yeah, and of course, this is when Vi goes, wow. And of course, Frenchie goes, what? She goes, well, I, don't, I hate to tell you this, but your head looks like an Easter egg. And she goes, oh yeah, I had a little trouble in tinting class. And actually, I've had it, yeah, a, a lot of trouble in all, in all my, my classes. classes. Beautician school is not what I thought it was going to be. And she goes, you know, do you mind if I just hang around for a little bit longer, Vi, because it's closing time? And uh, she basically says, you know, I really wish that I had like a, a guardian, guardian angel. angel to just tell me what to do. And he, of course, Vi goes, if you find him, give him my, my number. number. And then now we have the song that comes out with Frankie Avalon singing Beauty School Dropout. Now, interesting point here. Yes. Elvis Presley turned down the role of the guardian angel in Beauty School Dropout. Oh, my God. He didn't. He did. He did. Oh, my God. When Alan Carr first bought the movie rights to Greece, he envisioned Elvis as Danny and Anne-Margaret as Sandy. Yeah, that would have worked because because Elvis and Anne-Margaret had a thing. Yeah. No? I, no. I, you don't I, think I, they would have worked? No. Elvis would have been. I mean, I think at this stage, Elvis was sick to death of being a movie star. Yeah. He wanted to get back to his roots. Yeah, but being I, a, just, a, I just, I just, I can't, I can't see him as Danny. I think he would have been inauthentic. And just a little side note about Elvis Presley. Do you know he never wrote a song? No, I didn't know that. No, Colonel Tom Parker bought all his songs and he they rearranged it to make him his own. And he always said, I'm not a songwriter. I'm a entertainer. entertainer. Yeah. Um, Which is really but, interesting. But at the end of the movie, of, of the uh, beauty school dropout scene, um, Teen Angel tells Frenchie to wipe off that angel face and go back to high school. Yeah. I thought that was something like wipe wipe off that sweet you know, face of an angel yeah. that you have kind of thing. But it turns out that angel face was a brand of makeup that was popular in the 50s. Oh. Yeah. We also find that the angels that fly in is Duty Putsy and um, what's his name? I always forget the Duty. name. No, Duty, Putsy, and... I don't know, but it's the T-Birds. It's the T-Birds. Because I can never remember. And we, will, and we also had Jan and Rizzo in there as well. Yeah, they were his um, back, his closest backup singers. That yeah. Got close-ups, yeah. Yeah. So later, we now transition to Denny takes Sandy to the school dance with a TV show, National Bandstand, plans to broadcast live. Now, there's it... some interesting trivia on this scene. Okay, go for it. Well, uh, okay. okay. Well, the the first part of it, you know how um, the girls are in the bathroom and they're all like touching up their hair and everything. And Rizzo is like, oh, my, I've got so many hickeys, you know. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I look like a leper. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. They were real. No way. Stockard Channing said in an interview that Jeff Conaway insisted on implying them himself. <laughs> oh, my God. That I is know. awesome. I, like I know. That. I'm just like, oh my god. Um, I don't think you'd be able to do it these days to to movie stars. I know, right? Um, now, most of the extras in this scene and the final scene, like like all through the school, all the kids at school. Yeah. Most of the extras extras actually won a nationwide contest to be in the movie. That's brilliant. When they first started rehearsals on the first day of rehearsal, they actually had a sock hop. 
to learn the dance moves and get to know each other in the time period and thinking of the character time. That's brilliant. Which I thought was actually really, really awesome. That really is good. I like that. No, no. The, the one that, that really kind of amuses me is that the cast chewed about 100,000 pieces of bubblegum during the shoot, <laughs> up to 5,000 pieces a day. That's a lot of bubblegum. That's a lot of bubblegum. That is a lot of bubblegum. Um, Jeez. Now, the dance contest that we're yeah. about to talk about. National Bandstand. Was filmed during the summer when the school was closed. The gym had no air conditioning. Oh, no. The doors had to be kept closed to control the lighting, which oh. is adding a heck of a lot of heat to the room. Yeah. And so the building became stifling hot. On more than one occasion, an extra had to be taken out due to heat-related illness, and one of them actually passed out, like, completely. That I can uh, that I can understand. Yeah. That's, that's, that is nasty. Well, now, I don't know that, why they didn't do it at nighttime. They should have done it at night time. To, to... At least then they could have had some windows open. Yeah. Uh, probably because it was more expensive to do it then. But um, originally, did you know, Sandy was not supposed to participate in the dance contest. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? She was supposed to be sidetracked and subdued by Sonny. That's his name, Sonny. Sonny. Uh, before the contest even started, allowing Cha-Cha to jump in and take her place and win the contest. But uh, Olivia Newton-John was anxious to do, she wanted to do some dancing in the movie, even though she was not a professionally trained dancer like John Travolta. So she convinced the director to let her dance with Danny in the contest for a few minutes and then for Sonny to jump in and subdue her um, a few minutes later. I must admit that, you know, and, you know, I love Olivia. And the fact is that, you know, you see her dancing in this, but you also like, and next week we went into um, Xanadu. Xanadu. Um, and he, and she dances with, um, Oh, God. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um, Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. Oh, God, I love Gene Kelly. You can almost see that Olivia Newton-John is counting. Well, well, I actually dancing. said that when they were doing the the dance in the beginning of this. I said. By hand like, jive. Yeah, no. Yeah, the beginning of hand jive where they're, where they're doing like the circle around the head, like the yeah. cowboy move and stuff. It's like you can see her counting. Yeah. You can yeah. you can almost hear her counting because um, you've got John Travolta and he basically is not dancing; he's gliding very much like well, Gene his Kelly. His mother was a professional dance teacher, I believe, wasn't she? I think so. I think she yeah, was. I, it, was, it was either his or Patrick Swayze's or possibly both. But either way, he grew up dancing, and, yeah. and so this is very this is as natural to him as walking. Yeah. So when you see him dancing, he's gliding, whereas yeah. she's nothing against her i mean she, she, she did it well yeah and it was perfectly credible but, but she you wasn't tell that it's not the most comfortable thing for her yeah she was really having to work at it where he was making it look very effortless effortless which is basically exactly the way it was with regards to when she was doing her um thing in xanadu which is <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you could only see what I saw, that was awesome. There's no <laughs> need to laugh at me. No, that was awesome. I was just, I'm, I'm just talking away, and then suddenly I had something that I saw, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right, that's enough of that. Moving on. That was lovely. Can we do that again? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, All right, come on. This is this thing's already getting to be too long. We've already been here almost an hour. Let's get it. Get a move on. So Rizzo, now angry with Kaniki, takes rival gang leader Leo to the dance, thus enti enticing Kaniki to take the rival gang's girlfriend Cha Cha Digagorio. Which there is a there is a situation between Cha Cha and Danny, and I think at one stage Danny and Cha Cha did actually go together. 
Yeah. And he, did he actually did say that he actually did say that to Sandy at the at the drive-in. We didn't. We weren't. We didn't. What did he say? We didn't go together. We just went together. That's right. Yeah. And she's like, same thing. And he's like, no, it's not the same thing. But apparently it is because, you know, because he's introduced to, to Cha-Cha and she goes, how are you doing, Zuko, baby? And he goes, fine. But he looks extremely awkward because he's got Sandy right next to her. Right yeah. next to him. So she's like, oh, shit. So he's trying to get away from this as fast as possible. Yeah. So now we've also got the disc jockey, Vince Fontaine. <gasps> um, and he's basically the the um, KZZ w something K- kzez or yeah which is basically a tv but anyway marty is just like so marty enamored is. of him but he's actually fl- he actually starts flirting with her before oh she yeah and it. he was dancing with her at one yeah. point. yeah so they end up by the two to begin to flirt the dance features several well known almost missed his entrance when he was introduced because oh yeah with marty yeah um the dance features several well-known songs from the 50s covered by shanana I like yeah. Shanana. They've got a big I, I miss Shanana. They were so huge in the late 70s. Yeah, I and heard that. And it was all about the bass singer with the, hello, can you go? Hello, can you go? Yeah, and it was all about that guy. That's why Shanana was so famous, was that guy. So during the dance-off, Rizzo leaves in a huff scene, Kaniki dancing with Cha-Cha, which is, which is fine because she she came with Leo. Yeah. She so the thing it. is, you know, Kaniki decides, okay, well, if you're going to go with Leo, I'm taking Cha-Cha. Which so is it's, it's Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, yeah. you know, so she can get all but The whole idea was her. to get him jealous so that she could win him back. Yeah, but that doesn't work because he's too enamored with Cha-Cha. And I must well, say, because, because Cha-Cha you is about guys amazing. Egos. Yeah, and Cha-Cha is gorgeous. So I didn't think she was that gorgeous. Really? No. I think she's gorgeous. I thought she looked like a slut. Gorgeous slut. <laughs> um, so basically then... Um, the owner. Oh! So, Kaniki's dance with Charlie. Danny and Sandy are the one few couples still left on the dance-off. Now, when the dance-off starts, they actually say to, to all, all the couples, game rule Just one... Just ignore the camera. Yeah, ignore the camera to begin with. Game rule one, everyone has to be boy-girl. Rule number two... If you are dancing and um, you tapped on the shoulder, you must leave the competition immediately. And game rule three, any tasteless or vulgar performances will be, you'll be disqualified immediately. Yeah. So as we're dancing along, you know, of course, all the rules are being told to them. The first people that actually are uh, eliminated from the contest is Rizzo and Leo. They're doing yeah. some very suggestive, very suggestive dancing. They're doing dirty dancing. So as, um, you know, there's, they're going to be leaving. This is when Kaniki spots Rizzo and they start to, you know, Leo and him start to have a bit of an argument and a bit of a fight. And this whole thing ends where, you know, uh, uh, Kaniki grabs a hold of Cha-Cha's hands and they start dancing. Rizzo takes off. Then we see that as we're dancing, Cha-Cha has a bit of a look towards Denny's way and sees that Denny is dancing with Sandy and this is not going to fly with Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha wants to grab Denny. So as we're dancing along, uh, was it Sunny. Uh, Sunny comes through, grabs a hold of Sandy. Denny sees her go off. Suddenly he stops dancing to go and rescue um, Sandy. Sandy. This is when Cha Cha grabs a hold of Denny, and we start dancing. Sa- uh, Sandy looks at, from the doorway as she's running out in a huff. Looks over, and you said to, to me, "He should just stop dancing he right now." Should have just stopped and gone after her. That yeah. was yeah. But now suddenly Denny goes, oh, I might be able to win this. I'll be with Cha-Cha. So uh, Sandy's yeah, well within but, her right. But you leave. don't actually see that thought process for him. Oh, it no, almost, he does. No. For, when for me, sta- let me finish, Sorry. please. Uh, for me, it was like he saw her go and he's like, oh, no, she's there. And then Cha-Cha grabs him and he's like, oh, okay, let's just do this then. 
And it was like, no. No, the way that I saw it, and, I don't, and I, I'm not dispelling the way you saw it, the way that I saw it is that Sandy leaves, Denny's grabbed a hold of, of, by Cha-Cha, and Cha-Cha basically pulls him back onto the dance floor. When Cha-Cha starts to dance and, and Denny looks at her feet, he basically has that look like, holy crap, like a dancer on my own. I've forgotten how good look. she is. Yeah. And suddenly he's like, shit. And by the time he thinks about it, he's in the process of dancing oh, oh, with her. Okay. Now, the the whole point to my side of my interpretation yeah. of it yeah. is they never set it up that Danny actually cared to win the contest. Yeah, I know. If they had told me that, I would have I would have bought it. I personally think that Danny would have won the contest um, with Sandy, but Danny would have won the contest for both of them. Yeah. Totally. Because Denny was a lot stronger. But but like I said, they they didn't set it up that he actually even cared about being in the contest. Yeah. But the, the way that I see it now is that Denny and Chacha, Denny doesn't have to do so much of the work. No. He's got a he's got an equal dance partner. But but it still was a snaky thing to do to not go after Sandy. Yeah. And it was and, a really shitty thing for his 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 um gangmates to do to him. Yeah, I know. And of course we also hear this the awesome song Born to Hand Jive. Which is a great song as we're going through the hand jab, baby. baby. Yeah, that's awesome song. Yeah. Um. So basically, which Denny... was actually um designed only to be done with the hands, but the choreographer decided to add um feet and movement. Yeah, it. and I think the choreographer is brilliant. Yeah, great choreographer. Oh, the choreographer in this was astounding. So Denny and Chata do end up by winning the contest when they share a spotlight dance. Three of the T-Birds run in front of the camera and, and moon, moon the crowd. <laughs> it was a full, it was a triple full moon. Full moon. Mm. Now, I love the fact now, okay, so this is, everyone has that little bit of a switch in them that mm -hmm. they think they got away with something. But the next scene we see, um, the principal switches on the PA system and he, and she says, you know, we have got pictures of you so-called mooners. And just because we didn't see your face doesn't mean we can't identify you. And those pictures are now being sent to Washington where FBI have got people who are able to be actually be able to verify who yeah. it is. Bullshit. Crap. Not a chance in hell unless when you were born, you submitted your ass pictures to the FBI. Well, even that, butts change. <laughs> yeah, no way in hell. But this is the only no, way. No, but it's to try and, and to convince them to, them to give themselves up. Yeah. To which scare they, them into giving themselves up. Which they don't do, but they do they yeah. do start getting very nervous about the fact that we might be found out about this, but it's it's bull. It's just nuts. well, actually, what was funny is when the televised event was happening, it occasionally cuts back to the frosty whatever. Yes. And you see the waitresses all gathered around the little tiny oh, TV. white television. <laughs> and it's like, hey, there's Sandy and, and Rizzo and, and, and Nikki and in and they're identifying all the characters. And then the mooters come on and they're like, hey, I wonder who's the one on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, that was um uh that was Vi that actually said that. Yeah, I wonder who that person is on the left. <laughs> yeah. So later, Danny takes Sandy to the drive-in, and Danny tries to remove his class ring that he's wearing to give to her. Uh, he can't undo it, so he basically. Well, at it... first, they're still arguing about Cha Cha. Yeah. Did you go together? No, we didn't. Yeah. Go so together. we've we already talked about that conversation. Yeah. Then so now... he's trying to do that, but he puts his hand through his hair because he's got hair gel to Grace. try and. Yeah, grease to try and get the ring off, and he accidentally elbows Sandy in the chest, in, right in the that boob. And I can really vouch hurt. for her; that hurts. That would have really hurt. Yeah. Because Denny starts giggling. Yeah. Well, and then it is then, kind of funny. Then he it's says, "Not, but it is." Then, of course, Denny then gives Sandy the ring, 
and she kisses him on the cheek, saying that she realizes now that he respects her. And you just see that that moment when he turns away from her is like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, no. And of course, at this stage, we the scene cuts to Marty and Rizzo in the in the drive-in restroom. And Rizzo's unprotected sex with Kaniki has come back to haunt her. Oh, yeah. This is where we where we see all the hickeys. And yeah. She's like, oh. She tells Marty she's Mr. Period. Yeah. I feel like a broken typewriter. What are you talking about? I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Period. Period. Of course, as they're walking out of the... because she now, says don't to, tell anybody to anyone about this. And she goes, yep, I'll take her to the grave. So as she's walking out, Marty's ahead of Rizzo. And she goes, coming through, coming through, lady with a baby. And then it's like, oh, shit. And of course, now we see Sonny coming from the concession stand with popcorn and stuff and we you know she he says what's going on and marty whispers something to Sunny. yeah and then it starts going through the entire drive-in drive in. and we find out that and by the time rizzo gets over to where kanicki is the answer is oh i hear you're knocked up and she goes well good news really travels fast because marty is marty can't keep a secret no. at all and this is when well, she... I, I, it makes you wonder why she told her in the first place yeah i don't understand why um and basically, he says, you know, I don't run away from my mistakes. And she, and of course, Rizzo says to Kaniki, it's okay. It was somebody else's mistake. Yeah. And this is when Kaniki goes, yeah, thanks very much, kid. And she goes, yep, anytime, you know, um, <laughs> which is terrible. So um, back in the car, Danny has his arms around Sandy and his hand lingers above her chest. And she sees it and starts trying to make out with her. Now, yeah, you, he, yeah, he starts he was, trying to go in for to cop a feel, and she's like, "What the?" And then he puts her down on the seat, and he's trying to basically have sex with her, and she's like, "What the f- are you doing? Get off me!" He's like, "What? Nobody's looking." Yeah. <laughs> so she screams and gets out of the car, and as he's as she's getting out of the car, Denny is shuffling his way towards the door, and she and he goes, "I thought we meant something towards to each other." And she slams, slams the, the door, door, so the door handle hits him right in the crotch, and then you hear him go, "Oh." <laughs> And then she grabs, she takes the ring, throws it onto the uh, floor, of of, floor of the car, saying, "And you can keep this piece of tin." Yeah, yeah. And now we also have the song um, that he sings, lamenting his losing Sandy again. Yeah, and reveals the true extent of his feelings for her in the song Sandy. Yeah, and it's interesting because he really wanted the song to end with just a close up of him and not the visual of the hot dog doing tricks and then jumping back into the bun. And the director got his way on that one. You know, in actual fact, when you are watching him sitting on the swings and Mm -hmm. he's singing and you've got the cinema at the back. Yeah. You can't help but watch the cinema. You don't. And that's why he didn't want it, because that's the one time that John Travolta can't command the attention. Yeah, you can't. You cannot not. I, I, I. I, he- I hesitate to say that anyone could actually sit there and watch him without a glance at the cinema. Well, you it's because, do it. well, it's, it's human nature that the eye goes to the most movement and the most movement is on that cinema screen. Yeah. And I agree with John Travolta. A different choice should have been made there. I mean, yeah, it was cute, but it really detracted from the song. It did, but I, but yeah, I, I like the, but it was the cute. little thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the next scene is the race between Leo and Kaniki in Los Angeles River. Thunder Road. Okay. Now I've Can, got some trivia for you yep, on this one. Too. Go for it. Um, during the Thunder Road scene, did you ever notice that Cha Cha is like almost always leaning against the cars? No, I didn't. It's because she was in excruciating pain from what turned out to be an ectopic pre- pregnancy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And that's why no, she's I always didn't. leaning against the cars and leaning against something is because she's in so much pain. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I didn't wouldn't have even thought about that. Yep. Not that you ever do think of 
you know, an actress having an ectopic pregnancy during filming. No, but it's just, yeah. And then, um, and then at the end, for the end of the scene, I got another trivia too. So okay. I talked about that there. So Kinnicky does actually ask Danny, because when they're at the drive-in, he was saying, do you remember the, the movie where, you know, there was like the, the guy and he was, the, he has as his lieutenant and he goes, okay, well, what maybe could you do be my second at Thunder Road? And he goes, well, no, when we're at Thunder Road, can you just, and he goes, oh, right. So basically he's like, I just need you to be my backup. Yeah. So and he goes, do you want me to drive with you or something? And he goes, no, no, just, just be, be there. And he's like, oh, okay. So just basically be there. And just as my backup. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. okay. No worries. So we see that Marty gives Kaniki a lucky penny and she drops it near the, near the door of the car. And as Kaniki bends down to pick it up, he gets knocked out when, when one of the T-birds opens the car door. Yeah. Now he, it which, wouldn't have been going that fast. No. I mean, yeah, it would have hurt, but not to the extent that it did. Now I understand. And uh, not that I've got any great knowledge of cars in 1950. And I understand that the cars back in those days were 100% steel. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it would have hurt. As heavy it probably, as the door it, is. It could have given him a concussion, yeah. but not knocked him out like that. No, but it, it. But when the door is open and he you know, he gets knocked out, they're like, he's like, oh, he's out cold. And then when he comes to, he's like, you know, you're okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just seeing two of you. And he goes, oh, do you want me to drive for you? And this is when Kaniki goes, yeah, yeah, I want you to First, drive First, he's like, you. no, I can do it. And he tries to he get goes, up and he falls back down. Like, oh. and he's like, yeah, I think maybe you should. Yeah, but I'm sorry. This is the continuity that doesn't make sense. You can't get knocked out by just a door hitting you in the head. So, yeah. and I and I also got this feeling that maybe Kaniki overplayed it because he really did scared because he was scared. He didn't because he was told by by um, Denny, those guys at Thunder Road don't don't mess you know, around. Basically mess around. And they and he said when they first got there, he was the uh, as, as Leo was saying, we're racing for pinks. And when I first heard that, I'm like, pinks? What they're racing for the girls? No, they're racing for the for ownership of the car. Yeah. So you're basically we're gonna whoever loses, you get their car. Mm -hmm. So and so I think at this stage, Kaniki's like bitten off more that he can chew and has gone, oh crap! I really I don't think I can do this. I think I'm gonna lose my car. This is when he basically hands it. So I really think that Kaniki is overplaying the fact. I don't think he was really knocked out. I think yeah. he was pretending to be knocked out. Yeah. Funny enough. Um. So as a result, Denny has to race in Kaniki's place. Sandy sits on the hill watching the neck and neck race, which Denny manages to win. Very, 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 very. Regardless of the scorpions cheating with these like razor things attached to their hubs. Oh, yeah, that cut open the side of the car. But I also see that when um, I think. And last... I still haven't been able to figure out how it didn't cut the tire. Um, because the, because where the chassis is, I'm oh, sorry, where the front of the car is, there's always the, the part that actually is protrudes out a little bit for the sport of the, yeah, but where the wheel is. But the way that it went into the side and tore up the side of the car, it still should have taken out one of the tires. Yeah, it should have. But yeah, that would have. But I, I get it. They wanted yeah. to finish the race. They needed to finish the race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, while she's happy to see Denny win, she has misgivings about her own image, reflecting in the song, Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, which is reprised. A very small little bit. Yeah. As the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies celebrate with Denny, Frenchie spots uh, Sandy sitting on the mound because she's just sitting there watching this race and goes over to her. Sandy thinks that Frenchie can help her win Denny's heart and asks her to go over to her house to take advantage of Frenchie's suspect fashion skills. Now, okay. this is what I've said to you, but I'll let you do your... No, no. But finish no. your thought. What I was going to say is this is what I... Of all the movie that I've, oh, I've watched, yeah. I you don't have to, like this part. You have to become something you're not in order to get what you want. Yeah. That's my big problem with The, the Little Mermaid. 
Sandy should not have to change no. to win Denny. No. But then again, in the in the flip side of that coin, Denny, Denny should have, have to choose to change to, change to Sandy. Yeah. They should accept each other for who they are. Yeah. They came into the relationship full well knowing who they are. Yeah. Okay, he may have portrayed something different at the beach. No, but... I think I think he was more the real him rather than the image him. Yeah. Yeah. But to get Sandy, he didn't yeah. have to change to become a jock yeah. because he didn't want to be that. But and you she... know what? I think at the end of it, he really enjoyed it. Being a jock. Yeah, I think yeah. I think, I think he, he I think it. he did. I think he, he suddenly realized that he there was a little bit more to life than just yeah. you know smoking and driving cars, yeah. I guess. Now the scene near the bridge after the car race. Yeah. Okay, so the where they were celebrating, yeah. that area was filmed in an area full of trash, which we actually did see. Yeah, we did. And the standing water on the ground was stagnant and dangerous, and many of the cast members became ill after filming there. That I can actually believe. Yeah. That I could because that's a, one of the places in LA that's that's got a lot of runoff um, from yeah. sewage and water. And but shit. but it was but, just like apparently several people got ill just from being anywhere near that. Yeah, that's vile. But I, I guess you, you been one of them. Yeah, and I guess you really couldn't do much as far as trying to get rid of that yeah. sort of stagnant water. No, it was water. just try, try and get in and get out as fast as you can. Yeah. yeah. On the last day of the school carnival, Denny arrives wearing a Letterman sweater. Now I never knew what. Letterman on the last day of school, yeah, there is a the last car, there is a carnival. A school carnival, yeah. Um, and he Which I've never that, heard of a school doing, to be honest with you. And he actually earned that through track. Because he he, yeah. he uh, majored in track, which is cross really country. Good. Yeah, he led yeah, it so in cross he, country. So he got a, a Letterman sweater um, over his un, over his usual black attire. So he usually wears a black t shirt, black pants, and a and black, black jacket. jacket. But then suddenly he turns up with his white Letterman sweater. And of course, the other T birds are like, you know, wow, where did you swipe that Letterman sweater? And he's like, well, while you guys were out stealing hubcaps, I, I majored, earned it. I earned it in track. And they're like, wow. Uh, Denny Zuko turning jock and he's like that's right and he goes yep. what are you desert deserting us and Denny's like well you guys can't you know follow a leader all your life and they and, and they're all like, like well well yeah yeah we that was our plan <laughs> and he goes you know I understand that you guys are important but Sandy's important too and I really want to get her back yeah. so I'm going to do whatever I can now Sandy arrives going into Sandy's outfit yes due to a zipper breaking Olivia Newton-John had to be sewn into the trousers she wears in the last sequence. Oh, my God. And she actually kept that outfit. Yeah. And um, she in 2019, she auctioned off the leather jacket and pants she wore for the finale in for $405,700 American for the benefit of her cancer research charity. Spanx founder Sarah Blakely bought the pants. She actually, before she auctioned them off, she, somebody dared her to try them on again and she could still get into them. That's amazing. Yeah. And but, the, but Olivia has never been big. She's always been no, very She's felt. always been tiny. And I'm yeah. sure the cancer probably kept her that way toward the end. Yeah. Because uh, she had cancer for the last like three four years, years of her life, three, four years of her life, unfortunately, third, three rounds of cancer over it the was last in 2019. Years. So 19, yeah. 20, 22, yeah. Yeah. So Spanx founder Sarah Blakely bought the pants. The anonymous winning bidder of the leather jacket, which sold for $243,200, later returned it to her. That's awesome. Yeah. And this scene, You're the One That I Want, was filmed in one afternoon. Re oh, well, that is good. 
Yeah. That is good. But the final musical scene of You're the One That I Want was filmed with the help of a traveling carnival. The director decided the next day that additional shots were needed for the close-ups, so the carnival had left town, so the set decorators were called up to build a replica background that matched the carnival for the construct uh, carnival's construction for the close-ups. <laughs> wow. So as we see Sandy arriving, she's wearing, as we've said, a black leather jacket, red Peep toe heels, high heeled sandals. Yep, a black shirt, uh, sleeveless shoulder, off the, shoulder, off the shoulder, top, top, shoulder top, yep. and skin tight. You can't breathe or you pop these suckers off pants. Put it this way don't bend over quickly. No. Curled hair and smoking a cigarette, abandoning her okay, usual I'm not, modest I'm, clothing. I'm not a big fan of 80s big hair, but I actually like that on her. It worked. It actually really worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't agree with the smoking of the cigarette because I know that back in those days, smoking was considered cool. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was appropriate to the transformation. Yeah. But I just didn't like that. And, but, but it also showed, okay. So we had her caught her uh, foreshadowing at the slumber party where she coughed on the cigarette. Yep. And then when we get here, we hearken back to the fact that she doesn't know what she's doing because she's like got the cigarette and then she's like, what do I do with it? And they're like, put, put it down and do it out. Yeah. She looks over at yeah. Marty and Marty tells yeah. her to put it and on the like, ground, throw it on the ground, put it out put it with her toe and, then and it's really him. sexy. Yeah. yeah. Denny finds her extremely attractive, falling at her feet. And then the two reunite singing the upbeat you're no, the one you that I want. skipped over the okay. awesome line. Oh, yes. Sorry. We go where, back to the, Where he's just blah, like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and she's like, tell me about it. Stud. Which was improved by Olivia Newton-John. Thank you. I was going to ask you whether I heard yeah. that. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was improv by Olivia Newton-John where she's just like, tell me about it. Stud. And then we go into the song, You're the One That I Want. Another song uh. added for the movie and a hit single before the movie even came out. Oh, yeah, well, it's just like the best song. Yeah, and I and I remember I remember I had the 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 record, um, cast recording for this for yeah. the, for the movie, and I remember playing it in my bedroom, um, with and doing the choreography along with it, yeah. including like the rock thing and the rock, you know, and this, you know, and I just <laughs> yeah, I had I had it all down, man. I was I was obsessed with Olivia Newton John when I was a kid. So Kaniki and Rizzo get together after Rizzo screamed from the Ferris wheel that she is not pregnant after all, and the tests were negative. <laughs> and I love the fact when uh, Kaniki goes, you know, I'll, I'll make you a, a, an, an honest, honest woman, woman of you. you. And she goes, if this is the line, I'm not biting. And he goes, this is a bona fide offer. Yeah. So it's almost like those two really aren't good to be together, but because... But they fit. I guess they fit, kind of. They fit. Yeah. Um, the big... The, the, so the, everyone sings the big finale, We Go Together. Like we Rambo go Lama together, Lama. like Rambo Lama Lama, together forever, like Shubap Shubata Wada Yippee Doo 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 Chang 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 Shubap, we'll always be like one. Oh, I tell you, it took me ages to get that the lyrics to that song down. So, any person listening to this right now that your ears are starting to bleed, we apologize. Go to the, I know, uh, go to I the, know I can't sing. Go to the go to the qu closest emergency room and just say you were listening to Cat and Paul's <laughs> podcast. They'll understand. <laughs> the last scene we see Denny and Sandy flying off in Denny's car and disappear into the sky. The movie then goes. I black. never quite understood that part of it. I the just I never goes, got that. Well, I the mean, movie then goes black, and then we see 
the um the the yearbook open up with all scriggles and pictures of the cast and going through the yeah and going through the credits but yeah. there is folklore with regards to that scene yeah and we, I, I, there is there is folklore about this whole movie whether i believe it or whether you believe it or not is another thing yeah when the folklore was that denny is singing what they did in summer that i saved her life she nearly, she nearly drowned. drowned he actually he right. her yeah the folklore is that she actually did Drown. and the entire movie is her visions of what her life could have been like yeah. with Denny. The final scene you see with the car going off into the, into the is sky her is her passing away. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't buy that. No, a lot of people, I mean, everyone, people yeah. don't buy it, but that is one of the folklores. Well, the be, entire movie is usually her... it's your life passes before your eyes, not your potential future. Yeah. But it's basically <laughs> for the, the, but yeah. in, in this in the song, you know that she, I I saved her life. He didn't save her life. She basically went into a yeah. coma, and the entire movie, as she was in the coma, was what her life was going to be played out to be. Yeah. And then the final scene where you see, okay, so you know the final scene where you just see the back of John Travolta's head, yeah. but she's waving. Yeah. That's the indication that she died. He didn't. Yeah. She, yeah. He's taking her to the afterlife. I mean, I, su- I mean, I suppose it's possible. But, yeah, and, and that and that was him like pulling her from the water. Yeah, yeah. That, but I mean, as I suppose it's possible. But as she is going up into heaven, she's waving at the at yeah. her life of what it could have been. Yeah, and everyone looking at the uh, from yeah. the ground, waving at her to say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So that is Greece from 1978. Do you have any fun facts? I got three more. Three more. Can yep. I do a couple of? Do I do I dare do? A couple of the goofs. Sure. I really don't. I, I don't like to do goofs, but there are. A Sometimes number, they're funny. There's 58 goofs in it, and I'm not going to do all no, of them. Believe just, me. Just do the ones that are amusing. I'm going to try and. I'm going to while you're doing your okay, last little okay, bit. Okay. Okay. You try look while I some. while I. Go I will. Okay. So apparently, director Randall Kleiser hated the opening song of Greece. Okay. He felt the lyrics were too dark and cynical for the light, fun movie he was making. I don't completely disagree with him on that. I really don't. Okay. Uh, yeah. Barry Barry Gibb and the Bee Gees were riding high on the success of Saturday Night Fever, as was John Travolta. Kleiser, a young upstart director, felt he had no clout to ask for changes. He also hated You're the One That I Want, saying it sounded awful, which is interesting because that was like one of the top songs from the film. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought it was interesting that he didn't like those. Um, most of the principal cast were well past their high school years when they filmed this movie. Thank you. I was going to say, how far past were they? Oh, well, well, let me tell you. Okay. When filming began in June 1977, Stalker Channing, who played Rizzo, was 33. In 1958, <laughs> the year the film is set, she was, in fact, only four years younger than the age she's playing in the movie. Oh, my God. Okay. Michael Tucci, who is no relation to Stanley Tucci. Yep. Who, and he played uh, uh, Doobie. Yep. Doody. 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 Yeah. Was 31. <laughs> Jamie Donnelly, which was, uh, who was Jamie? That Putsy? Uh, no, Jamie Donnelly, I think was, um, oh, hang on. I closed my IMDb. Um, Just talk amongst yourself, everyone. We're getting, we're getting a little organized. (laughs) Jamie Donnelly was, um, Jan. Oh, Jan. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Annette Charles. Let's have a quick look at, uh, Annette Charles. Um, she was. Cha-Cha, 
okay. was, was 29. Olivia Newton-John was 28. Um, Barry Pearl was which one? Oh, he oh, he's the one who I who always looks like somebody that I know I can't think of the name, but um he was duty. Yeah. Was 27. Jeff Conaway was 26. Dee Dee Khan was 25. John Travolta was 23. Dinah Manhoff was was uh let's see, that is dun, 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 Marty. Yeah. Wow, she looks really different now. She, she looks does. really good, though. She looks really good. Um, was 21. Let's see. Uh, Kelly Ward, who was um, Hutsey. And Eddie Deason. There we go, Eddie Deason. Uh, oh, that's right. He was in. Oh, I forgot he was in War Games. That's where I knew him from. Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. It was Malvin in War Games. Yeah, in War God, Games, yeah. I, oh, we should do that movie. Um, they were uh, both 20, and the lovely Lorenzo Lamas was only 19. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, okay, go ahead, and then, I, and some, then I've got the awesome okay. last one. Just a couple more. There were yeah. some acronyms that were actually in this. this, this oh, anachronisms. Uh, anachronisms. Um, so, at the dance, Denny wears a 1970s leisure pink uh, a leisure suit with a pink shirt. In 1959, pink shirts on men were considered mar a mark of homosexuality yeah. and would, not, would have been avoided by anyone trying to maintain a macho image. Which I kind of thought that when I that's, saw that's it. That's very interesting. Audio and visual, uh, there's unsynchronized um, situations in this, um, which I find very, very interesting going through there. Um, when Denny pulls the catcher's mask back at the baseball practice, the <laughs> yeah. smack of the of the mask on the catcher's face is heard after yeah. the mask hits his face. So it's like, okay. In the in the first shot at the slumber party, a young female voice says, "Hey, look, it's Jan." The voice markedly does not belong to any of the actresses present in the scene. Oops. Yeah, so that's a bit of a whoopsie daisy. Um, a couple of unfortunate little uh, problems with the boom mic when denny tells sandy he has an image to protect the boom mic is reflected in the jukebox but in the 2006 mm. ride ohio edition the boom mic has been digitally erased oh, okay. um, when denny is playing about to play basketball the coach is talking to him the boom mic shadow is visible behind the coach okay now i got i got um Got two little one character errors, and then I can finish this one off. Okay. So after Eugene pies Coach Calhoun in the face, Calhoun says to him, I want you on a team. Eugene is a graduating senior. He yeah, can't join can't anything. Yeah. Um, and on John Travolta's car, now the red car at the drive-in, mm -hmm. on the side of the door, it's very, very dusty. The words, John, is written on the car instead of Denny. Oops. Yeah. Whoops-a-daisy. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and also one more, sorry, just quickly. When uh, Kaniki and Denny are hugging after the, his, his number two speech, yep. Kaniki's cigarette flies from behind his ear. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want more? Um, Eugene, by the way. Okay. What is, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, de uh, definitely um, Polar Express. And you remember the know-it-all kid? Yep. That couldn't Eugene? be him. Seriously? It's Eugene. Oh my God! <laughs> That's Eugene. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, so that's Eddie Eddie Deason does the voice of to, the know-it-all kid. That is just gonna because highlight. Sitting, and I was listening to him going, I swear to God, I know that voice from somewhere. That is brilliant. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's a very diff- um that is gonna enhance my viewing pleasure of Polar yes, Express. Yes, it will. Now our final trivia to send y'all off to, to, to enjoy the rest of your day. After the seven hour podcast, yes. Is that the the Two parts. The official premiere after party was at Studio 54. Nice. And at the cast party, the T-Bird, at the end of the uh, filming, the T-Bird actors handed out buttons with the picture of them mooning the camera. (laughs) That is, uh, that I like. That's beautiful. I do like that. So on that happy note, how how many reels do you give it? Uh, zero to five movie reels. I it's five out of five. Yeah, same here. It can never be any lower. Than I five literally out of five. can just sit down and watch it over again. Yeah, very very easy. Yeah. It is the music, the performance of everyone. It is outstanding. Yeah, it, no. it's but honestly, it's really the music. Yeah, but the the music is just outstanding. Yeah, so I, I, can, I remember. It will always playing, be five out of five. I remember playing that album in my bedroom. I mean, she she inspired a generation of girls to sing into hairbrushes. Oh, I'm, um, I, I used to play that uh, that album so many times as well. But I just remember sitting there trying to reach those high notes and hopelessly devoted and to and to have the breath control to actually not have to take a breath and yeah. hold the notes. And yeah, it never happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... So in, in honor of Olivia Newton-John. Which we thank so much for making our world so much brighter. And unfortunately, the world has become just a, a little bit dimmer. Now. A little bit darker now. We thank... Olivia for everything that she did in the music uh, genre, in acting, with her tireless work with breast cancer research, yeah. with her um, environmental issues that she was so passionate about. Yep. And thank you for giving us two absolutely wonderful, memorable movies, which we are doing, Grease and Xanadu. We thank so her so very much. Olivia Newton-John. Yes. So we hope that you rest in peace, Olivia, and we dedicate this today's podcast to you. Yeah. And we will be dedicating another podcast next week, next week, Xanadu, to you as well. Yep. So thanks, everybody, for hanging in there with us and listening today. We'll see you next time when we do Xanadu. And in the meantime, we'll see you at the movies. Music.